What's up, Change Journal people? Tracy Winchell here on the road on I-40, somewhere between Jackson, Tennessee and Franklin, Tennessee. Traveling on business, looking forward to having a face-to-face -face meeting with uh, my business coach of the past year and a half or two years, Brian Harris, and uh, some uh, people that I've gotten to know online over the past couple of years who are amazing and I'm excited to actually spend some face-to-face -face time with them this week. I have to just share a, a, a personal change journal experience and observation with you. Uh, I came through Jackson, Tennessee on my senior trip in 1982 with 11 other classmates. Yeah, we had a really small class. We had a tremendous time. We were probably gone not quite two weeks. We went to um, Washington, D.C., New York City, had dinner in a fine Italian restaurant, uh, went to see a Broadway play. We went to Philadelphia and saw all of the sights there. And on our way home, we were coming down I-40, we're dog-tired, the last leg of our trip, the last meal that we would have together. We're kind of tired of each other because we've tra traveled, you know, hundreds, if not maybe a thousand miles on a school bus. <laughs> it was awesome, though. Great trip. Um, so we're coming home down I-40. We're hungry. We have eaten some fabulous food. And we stopped at this little place in Jackson, Tennessee. And I'll never forget walking into this old country store. I knew exactly what it looked like. I remember what it was smelled like. And I was never so happy in my life to see home cooking. Pretty sure I ordered like beans and cornbread and greens and I don't know, probably iced tea, you know, just home cooking. And it made me realize, and I think I wrote this in a, in a, in a journal entry um, from that trip, that I never understood how much I'd missed home until I had some home cooking. So, man, we were ready to get home, and we were all hungry for, for home cooking. And, man, that just perked up our spirits. I've often wondered about that restaurant and where it was, and is it still there? I came through here with a, a group three or four years ago and we came through Jackson and I, I saw a, 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 a billboard and I thought I wonder if that's that restaurant. So today I was able to just use that as a uh, Jackson Tennessee as a target to stretch my legs and see if maybe I could find that restaurant. Sure enough uh, got to Jackson Tennessee I followed the directions to the Casey Jones General Store or Old Country Store and I walked in and I, I felt a grin spread across my face because it looked exactly the same as it did in 1982, the last time I'd walked through the doors and it smelled the same, the, the, the diner uh, menu board was the same. 
um, just good home cooking. And then there was a, 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 a counter with stools where we all just had taken over the place and chowed down. And that was still there. It looked exactly the same. It felt the same. It smelled the same, which in this case was a good thing. And I just, I wandered around. I took a restroom break. And I just meandered around and enjoyed the sights. And I remembered being with my friends. Uh, and, and what a great trip that was. It just didn't seem like it had been nearly 40 years before. And I encountered a young man who probably wasn't born in 1982. He said, ma'am, may I seat you over on the dining side and the buffet side of the restaurant? And I said, no, I think I'm, I'm going to come back here and eat on my way back through in a few days. But I just wanted to look around. This is the first time I've been in this restaurant since 1982. And he smiled and he said, it's changed a lot, hasn't it? And I was like, well, that's odd. Because here I'm thinking nothing has changed. And he's thinking it's changed a lot. Isn't that amazing how we view change when we see it every day and when we see it once every nearly four decades? Isn't that fascinating? Coupled by all of that is another thread of a thought that's kind of related. I just finished on this road trip listening to Robert Caro's Working. Uh, Caro is the uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson biographer. biographer. He's trying to finish his fifth book and he's notoriously, he spends years just researching these books. He's worked on uh, the Lyndon Baines Johnson saga since about 1976. And Caro, in the book Working, talks about the importance of getting the right interviews at the right times and doing them over and over again and asking the right questions over and over and over again in the right place. And he also talks about the power of silence. Caro talks about uh, how important it is though when you're asking someone uh, to tell a story about LBJ or a moment in time, you know, what, what did you see? What would I see if I were standing next to you? What did you hear? And he'll ask the same question over and over again until people are just exasperated. But that's how he gets that level of detail as if he were there. He paints scenes. He took uh, LBJ's little brother and uh, made arrangements to get them into the LBJ or the, the Johnson home when during uh, the boyhood home and uh, he wanted to be at the dining room table he wanted the, 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 the little brother to be in the dining room table uh, right about the time the, the, the boys the whole family would have been at the supper table. He wanted to replicate that moment and he just asked questions and he listened. But the other side of that is Caro explains how important it is to turn every page ahead. of documentation um, 
to make sure that you have the information to ask the right questions, that you can fact check. So where I'm headed with this thread is, while it is wonderful to experience the miracle of things looking the same as they did nearly 40 years ago from my perspective and from the employee's perspective who tried to seat me and tell me a lot's changed since then. There's a, the, there, is, there is something to learn from that experience. Um, I've been kind of frustrated this week because I feel like I've been working so hard and I'm not seeing the results. What kept me from kind of going into an emotional tailspin this week, though, was my notebook because I've been carefully documenting the pitches that I've been making, the partnerships that I that I have been working toward. I've been documenting how long it takes from the first call to actually seeing results in growing my email list. So I'm beginning to understand that there's about a month time lag. So, kind of wrap up a long story that I thought was just going to be a quick hit. Um, documenting my days that I'm living day after day after day that actually seems like not much has changed. I was able to piece together the fact that I have gotten better at specific points along the way. Making sure I understand what a prospective partner needs. Understanding that this, this mini episode or, or this mini series, podcast series within a larger podcast of the Reboots podcast is opening doors to, to me to some guests that I'm really excited to share with you uh, this summer and later this year who are agreeing to talk to you about why they journal, how they journal, the problem they hoped to solve when they began journaling, and how it doesn't have to be this big, drawn-out, complicated thing. So for me, just keeping a notebook of my activities, asking myself questions, creating lists of things to do, keeping a kind of a, a, a collection of what if I did blank? Some of those ideas get implemented pretty quickly and others, I put them away so that they're not continuing to nag at me and distract me. To kind of try to wrap this up once, I'm going to wrap it up this time for sure. Um, how are, how are, are you, how are you perceiving change in your life? Are things moving too quickly, or is change not happening enough? I would suggest to you that in either case, you might be lying to yourself. Things might be changing at a rapid pace that you can't see because you're only visiting it, visiting it every so often or because you're there every day. You know, maybe you're like the young man who thinks things have to have changed in 40 years they, because they just have to. Or they might be like me where, you know, you see things as exactly the same as they were even though people have come and gone. Product development is different. 
make sure you're telling yourself the truth about yourself. And I have found the best way to do that is through keeping a notebook, whether it's a pocket notebook or um, making notes on your phone um, to track what is important to you. So that's another edition of the Change Journals. I hope I'll be sharing a little bit more with you about the things that I'm learning about changing my business for the better and growing it so that I can continue to bringing you really cool um, content that might be helpful. As always, I'd sure like to hear from you about how I can help you navigate change. Hit me up at tracy at rebootspodcast.com. If you're interested in receiving my newsletter, hit me up at rebootspodcast.com forward slash change. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Howdy again. It's a rainy Thursday in Franklin, Tennessee, and um, I was getting ready to upload uh, yesterday's entry as a, uh, a podcast episode, um, the Change Journals uh, version. But I wanted to also share one more thing for this uh, uh, mastermind dinner that I'm attending this evening. Our host, Brian Harris, uh, challenged all of us to do a couple of things. Enter a number one question that we want the group to provide input on uh, this afternoon. And then for our dinner meeting, to prepare one lesson we've learned or a discovery that we've had that we think will benefit the group. And mine is a, a, a high overview kind of thing, and I just wanted to share that with you really quick. I, man, I love, I love my little notebook to just be able to engage um, my mind and uh, a pen in a different way. So the one thing that I've learned or discovered um, is actually kind of three parts. Number one is trust. My coaching team, my peers, myself, and my partners. All of those are hard. Probably most, the hardest thing to do is to trust myself, but I'm learning to do that because of my coaching team, because of my peers, because of my partners. Thing number two is probably actually thing number one, but I'm keeping, keeping it real here. Uh, number, thing number two I wrote down, it is not about me. It's just not. And thing number three is listen more than I speak because that's what prepares me to be heard in order to help someone. So that's it. Getting ready to uh, post this up. And I hope uh, you're having a really good Thursday. We'll talk to you next week with a brand new episode of the Reboots Podcast, episode 46 with Stacy Bartley. Plus, if you're on my email list, uh, I'm getting ready to send you an invitation to a, a, a call that I'm really excited about. We're going to be doing a Facebook Live with my friend Steve Austin. Um, if you're not on my email list, what's up with that? 
go to rebootspodcast.com forward slash change, sign up, and I'll send you an invitation to a Facebook Live late next week with my buddy Steve Austin. We're going to be talking about hypocrites and why we need them. Spoiler alert, because we are one. All right, so that's it. Have a good day.